Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. I am so excited to announce uh, today's guest, who is sitting happily and excitedly right next to me. Sebastian Rusk is an incredible human being, and you guys have heard from him a lot in the last three weeks, but maybe not before. And I want to bring light to the fact that we bring new people into the community all the time. And even the way Glenn opened the room this morning, I want to hear from new people. We all want to hear from new people. And while we love hearing from all of the mods, it's amazing and important to us to have you guys come and deposit what you're learning, how you're feeling, what are you taking away. And so one of the things as I introduced Sebastian is the knowing that he is exactly what Rachel and Glenn were both talking about. He is to his message. His life is a message. And as he's stepped into our space and our home and our family here with Breakfast with Champions, he's telling a story and he's doing it not just through his incredible podcast, which is Beyond the Story podcast, but also through his book and utilizing his incredible resources and knowledge in the realm of storytelling to amplify and to create impact through podcasting. And so Sebastian, I am so excited for the podcast that we had together both on my show and yours. And I know this is going to be no different to add it into the Breakfast of Champions mix. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Tamara. Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. So great to be here. Good morning, champions. Let's rock and roll. All right, brother. All right, we're going to start uh, with a quote. And this quote is actually from a book that a stranger from Breakfast with Champions sent me within like the first couple weeks that I was in um, the room. His name is Michael Randall, and he I don't see him often in the space. And so to get a, uh, a book in the mail from someone you've never even spoke to, I think is such a treasure. One, because I value words, and I know Sebastian does as well, but also because of the depth of the message. And he actually pointed me to an exact page number. And so I'm going to read off of that page because I want us to have this reflection moment with Sebastian to understand who he is a bit more and why and how he shows up with such energy every single day. Here's the quote. Inspiration, I'm sorry, introspection, introspection has to do with you. Retrospect has to do with the past. 
A prospect is about what is possible in your future. Only two of these matter most. Look within yourself so that you can look for what is possible in your future. And so, Sebastian, I'd love for you to give us a bit of that retrospect, but more so importantly, what are you doing today to get you to the place you want to go? Well, I would be remiss to say that I am not up at ev every single morning at 4.30 a.m. making sure that my 60-day challenge is underway. So that's been my current. Yay! Yeah, baby, let's go. That's been my current priority. And I got to tell you, it's been three weeks now. And it has revolutionized the way that I start my day and revolutionized the things that have that have taken place during the day because I've decided to show up uh, for myself. I wasn't always as excited about Sebastian and what I was building. I was just full of enthusiasm and excitement for what was possible, but I couldn't get clear on what it would take for me to truly live out a hundred percent of Sebastian, both in my life and in my business. And it's going to take as long as it's going to take. I'm here to share that with you, friends. There is no timeline. There is no someday. There is no one day. There is a call on each and every one of our lives. That is no question. The only question is, are we going to answer that call? Because as part of that call, and this is what really shook me to my core, Tamara, part of having a call in our life, God having a call and a specific individual mission for our lives is that there are certain individuals that are assigned to us as part of that call. And by us not showing up as 100% ourselves for not only the world, but for those individuals that are assigned to us and for the call on our life, well, that makes us takers. And who wants to be a taker? So I am all in when it comes to life and it comes to impact. And my goal is just to leave people different, Tamara. I don't know what it was. God woke me up three weeks ago and says, you better get your hiney in that breakfast with champions room. As soon as I got in the room, I raised my hand. Glenn brought me up almost instantly. I'm like, this is crazy. I'm going to be on Tamara's podcast today. My podcast just dropped with her on it. I'm in an incredible community of people that are forward thinkers, that love business, that love life, and and, and understand the power of, of thriving in a, in, a, in a positive environment like that. So I don't know if that correctly answered your question, Tamara, to kick things off here, but I just wanted no, to share I that. I love it. I think it's super inclusive. I think that's the best part about everything that I've experienced whenever you've done anything or you share information here is that you are very inclusive in the messaging. You're very much like one and all, right? And we talk about being like-hearted and like-minded in this space, and there's this energetic feel that has just been established around Breakfast with Champions. It's why people are so ignited to be here. Um, and it actually stems from a biblical understanding when I first shared um, the like-hearted, like-minded concept in this space um, was when, from Philippians 2.2, and it says, Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and one purpose. And when Sebastian and I first had our podcast together, I'll be transparent in the fact that I hadn't listened to many episodes, and I had no understanding of um, the like-mindedness that we would share, but I knew that there was a like-heartedness that we shared, and it's an evolution, right, of friendship, of relationship, and that's where the conversation of with um, Rachel around relatability 
reality happened. But when those two things intersect, there is like a massive experience and explosion. And I felt that way almost energetically with Sebastian through the lens. And now through audio, you guys can hear why we're so attracted to him. Um, Sebastian, I'd love for you to share, like, where did that voice, where did that energy come from? Because I know that there was a backstory of pain. And I think it's really important for us to be vulnerable in both sides of our story, most sides of the lens. Absolutely. Let's get uncomfortable, y'all. So the, the story began when I was 20 years old and I didn't go to college after high school. I decided to have a kid instead. Ha disclosure, I don't recommend that route. It just worked out for me. And not only did I have a child, but that little girl uh, became not only my life, but my full responsibility as I became a full-time single dad uh, when she was about a year and a half old. A year and a half after that, I became an entrepreneur. And if that wasn't crazy enough, I thought, well, I'm, uh, I got to move to Southern California. I got a job. Uh, working for a, an internet company and became salesman of the year, crushed it, made my first hundred grand, came back from the Caribbean on the trip they sent me, and I quit. And people are like, are you out of your mind? And I go, listen, I did some real simple math here. I did $752,000 in sales this year. I took home 103. Those numbers will never work for me. So I quit, became an entrepreneur, but I didn't have the, the tools necessary to construct my character and how I showed up in the world. So in 2008, when the recession hit, I lost everything. I thought I had all the answers. Just ask me. And God said, hold my Bible, watch this. And in 2008, I found myself moving back to Miami with a duffel bag and my daughter with nothing. No car, no money, no nothing. And from 2008 to 2010, I continued my pity party, my, my, my oh, woe is me story. And when people, when people would ask me, Sebastian, what do you do? I would say absolutely nothing. And then in 2010, that all changed. I had an awakening moment. God woke me up once again. God threw me a bone once again. And I woke up and I said, I need to go see Tony Robbins. I don't know why, but I need to awaken this giant within. So I called my friend Whitney, who was working for Tony at the time. And she gave me all the details about Unleash the Power Within that was going to be in Long Beach that summer. And I hung up the phone. And I'm like, okay, cool. I have no idea how I'm going to get there, but I need to get there. Well, she calls me back an hour later and she says, hey, listen, I, I totally forgot, but I got to introduce you to my best friend. She actually is part of Tony's core team and she travels with him. And you guys have like identical personalities. You'll hit it off, definitely link up with her. So we did, she connected us on a phone call and I had sent her a video that I had that filmed for my consulting business as I was trying to unpack what was next for me. And I showed her this video and she goes, oh my God, that was amazing. Like your energy and how you show up was just unbelievable. And I wasn't trying to hear any of that because I'm pulling myself out of the dirt at the time. Well, we met up that Friday and had dinner and uh, we were sitting there for probably 10 minutes and she looks at me and she says, so what's next, Sebastian? And I said, I don't know. And she looked at me and said, that's a problem. That was the PG version of what she said to me. And those were my offended days, Tamara. So I was real offended that this individual was telling me that what I was doing with my life was a problem because I'm gonna do whatever I want with my life. It's my life. And boy, was I wrong. So I decided to take a bite of the humble pie and say, so, so, so why is it a problem? And she said, Sebastian, who's missing out on Sebastian because Sebastian isn't showing up? And I thought, wow, never even thought about it like that. She said, you got all this, you've been involved with social media for a while. There's a lot of buzz around it. You can start a show on YouTube. Social media is where it's at. And I go, what about social buzz TV? She goes, I love it. I took those three words and gave them to a graphic designer 
And uh, that Monday, I had uh, what would become the first logo of SocialBuzzTV.com, which would be my social media company that I would start and um, help people better understand what's possible with their world of social media. So I spent the next 10 months figuring out how to create that company, um, just doing odd-end jobs. Uh, and then in 2011, I met a guy by the name of Gary Vaynerchuk. And uh, through a mutual friend, said, you need to meet this guy. He's doing some wine stuff on YouTube. And Gary forever altered the path that I would be on. I read his first book, Crush It, and that made the antennas go up. And I was literally wide awake then. So I decided to start a, a digital agency in 2011 um, in addition to uh, helping people and teaching people what was possible with social media. I wrote a book, my first book in 2013 called Social Media Sucks If You Don't Know What You're Doing. And that was a story of how I built a brand from nothing. And then a year after that, Gary's um, second book came out around the thank you economy. And he was here in Miami for a book stop. And I had a film production company call me a few days before and say, hey, we love your work. We'd love to work with you. And I'm like, great, what are you doing Tuesday night? Because I knew I'd be interviewing Gary for the first time and had the opportunity to sit down with him uh, and, uh, and, and connect in person and thank him. It was really full circle uh, for me and uh, watch what he's done and what he's grown into with his brand ever since has just been incredible. He's a, he's a stellar, stellar human being that I can legitimately say um, really had a huge impact in me pulling myself out of a, a very dark space that I did not want to be in. But Tamara, I still wasn't happy with what I was doing in social media. Social media became more and more popular. It was social media this and social media manager and social media marketing and, and all of those things are great. But I was designed for greatness, and there's a huge difference between something being great and greatness. And I knew that God had a calling on my life. I just had not figured out what that calling was. But I kept saying, Sebastian, you need to become who you need to be in order to create the brand that you're creating right now. Because if you don't become who you need to be, if that character isn't explicitly clear to you and the world, you're just going to mess it up. And that 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 was my that was my biggest fear that would happen. And during that time, I read a book called Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire by Jim Cimbala. It's the story of the Brooklyn Tabernacle. If you've never read it, it's an incredible book. And one quote stuck out in my mind as I continued to soul search and figure out what God's calling was on my life. And that quote said, I despaired at the thought that my life might slip by without seeing God show himself mightily on my behalf. And I thought, wow, who doesn't want God to show up mightily on their behalf? So in the beginning of 2016, I decided it was time for a girlfriend as I soul searched here. So I got on a dating app and I was going to find me a girlfriend. And little did I know, not only would I find a girlfriend, I would find someone that would kick the doors open to a course, a personal development course that would forever continue to shape and mold the path that I was on. I went through this course in the summer of 2016. Her and I didn't work out, unfortunately, as if a personal development course isn't messy enough when you're doing the internal work. Let's go ahead and throw a breakup in the mix with all of that. But I came out of the back of that in September of 2016, knowing that whatever the next chapter was, I was, I was prepared and I was ready for it. I was looking through a different lens. I loved Sebastian. I believed in Sebastian. And I knew for a fact that God was going to put on my heart what was next for me. I just didn't know it would be the world of podcasting until, again, I had another awakening moment. I woke up one day and I said, okay, 
We've gone through the course. The girl's gone. We got to figure out what's next. Let's just go show up. And I rented a desk in a co-working space here in Coral Gables, Florida. And I ran into an old friend of mine who had an internet radio station in that space. And I said, hey, how's it going with the radio show? And she said, it's going great. And I said, how do you know? She said, I don't. And I said, well, that's a problem. I said, you know, you can start a podcast and like do this from your house. And she goes, I don't know how to do that. I start a podcast and I'll never forget. I walked her down to her car and I always joke. She poked me in my chest and she goes, why don't you create a solution to help people start a podcast? And it was that ding, 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 ding. This it, that's it. I walked her to her car and went back upstairs to my brand new rented desk. And I wrote out a, a game plan for what would become the podcast launch which would be a turnkey podcast launch solution to take people from idea to iTunes in 90 days or less by telling their story and starting a podcast. That was in 2016. Here we are in at, veering towards the end of 2021. And I, I look back and, and think, wow, I legitimately never looked back once I made that decision but the work I'm doing today is so much more than podcasting. It is allowing people to go from, I, I don't know if I believe in myself or my story, or I don't even know if I know what my why is to, I got this. Let's get you on my podcast. So I just feel extremely grateful and humbled to, to be given this opportunity uh, in life to be able to share my gift with the world and in turn have incredible conversations just like this, Tamara. So I hope that gave some some context into a little bit of the pain, but through that pain, there's a lot of power and I feel like I'm just getting started. Yes, you guys see the passion that he brings to storytelling. It is so incredible. Um, and it, it never fails to surprise me because there's always another element and that's everyone. And I think the couple of things that I wanted to bring to light is this concept of calling, right? And, and honestly, God was always calling you. It was just a matter of if you were listening. And I think this is where a lot of people sit is they, they don't feel like they're standing in purpose. They don't feel like they're um, actually doing the thing that they're called to do. They're made to do. They don't really even know what they're doing. They're wandering life aimlessly. And it's the knowing that like every day is an immersion of self. Every day is an opportunity to hear and then activate. Right. And so as you were getting these little nuggets, and this is the thing you might never hear audibly from God. I cannot say that I've ever audibly heard his voice, but he has visually dropped so much in my spirit. He has attached me to beautiful people like Sebastian, like Glenn, who are willing to affirm in the areas that you might question. And so for people to be around you in the storyline, like you've shared, you are not giving the kudos simply to self. And that is what is so powerful about this community is to realize that we rise together. And so there were two specific words. There's the receipt of affirmation rather than the rejection of, which I have to practice being better at because it is not my primary love language, words of affirmation. And then also this idea of the spirit of offense. And I think the spirit of offense is a massive play in actually accepting our calling, accepting our purpose based on what other people are saying. Now, I'm not saying or advocating that you need to make decisions based on other people's perspectives, right? Like we know that there is a power of having a hedge of protection and a circle of influence that uh, truly pours into you. But the spirit of offense is really rooted in unrealistic expectations. Uh, it could be rooted in holding on to things too long or a negative intent from other people that you're assuming. And oftentimes, even if it's negative, there's an opportunity to pivot and adjust and align into your best version of self. So I would love, as you were hearing from people through your story, Sebastian, that might have corrected you even before you were able 
able to receive the affirmation of correction. How has that helped navigate where you're going into the next season of life? Well, I think awareness is the key, are the keys to the castle. I talk about that often, and I think awareness is a true gift. It's like you just mentioned, it's something that's all, all, always been there. It's just one of those toolboxes. There's one of those tools in our toolbox where we we, we kind of look in the bottom of the toolbox and we go, ah, ah, oh, I didn't even realize that I had this tool available. But as I become more aware, self-awareness is so powerful. And when we really we really capitalize on our own power of awareness, we, we, we become aware, pun intended, of the people that are entering our lives and people that are coming into our paths that are here to speak life into us. Now, some of those some of those individuals that come into our life, it's not always a positive experience. Sometimes it is a it is an experience that makes us feel not so awesome. There's a gift and there's a lesson in that too. And I just think that every single person that we have the opportunity to interact with, have a conversation with, meet, and I talk to people all the time, all over the place, on an airplane, at an event, in Clubhouse, on Instagram. I always want to engage with a conversation because I think there's something there um, that we can always take with us. And I always lead with making sure that I want that person to walk away, hopefully getting something from our conversation. So I think it's an ongoing process of becoming more and more aware of the conversations, interactions we're having with people and how we can take those, those gifts and apply them to our life. Yeah. And I think as you speak to like this idea of offense, that like sometimes those gifts aren't wrapped so pretty. And yet if we can live a life in the state of conviction and have a desired heart to become better and realize that none of us have made it. Um, I know that there's so much more to the story and how you want to serve people. And I think in that vulnerability of saying, this is where I'm at now. And I know I need to make an adjustment, even with the 67 day challenges being one of those things where God's like, I'm going to call you again. I'm going to call you to another level of excellence excellence in self. And there's a lot of courage that is a part of that journey. And for us to vulnerably share our stories consistently, right? Not just in this app, but through our podcast and encouraging other people to do the same in their own podcast or whatever that voice or stage looks like, whatever that platform is. It doesn't necessarily mean that podcasting is right for everyone, though Sebastian and I might feel that way. Um, it's the knowing that our truths, our vulnerability really are aligned to the call Falling, right. And if we're able to be okay and surrendered with the fact that we're not quite there yet, uh, it allows other people, we're going to go back to Miss Relatable herself. It allows other people to become relatable into the ingrained experience of what God has planned for your life. That is a ripple effect into theirs. So Sebastian, I know that this is a huge conversation for you. Go, go, go. I see you on Miting. Yeah, I did on Mike. I, when I think of being offended, somebody told me a long time ago, you know, Sebastian, as Christians, we're called to waive the right to be offended. And my goodness, it's 2021. How difficult is that? What do you mean waive the right to be offended? Friends, I want to challenge you today to sit with that for a minute and think about what's possible. That the next time someone cuts you off or makes that comment on social media or has feedback for you that doesn't feel so warm and fuzzy and you want to throw on that offended cap, think about what it looks like to waive the right to be offended. Because on the other side of that, I'm here to tell you right now, is freedom. It's freedom. And things are going to take as long as they're going to take, but it's our job to step in 
to our power. Tamara, I shared this with you last night that I had reached out uh, to, to my to my boy E.T., the hip-hop preacher. I know Glenn talks about him a lot in this room and for good reason. Uh, E.T. hit me up about seven years ago. It was 2013 out of nowhere. He's like, hey, Rusk, I'm going to be in South Florida talking to your Miami Dolphins. Let's link up. I got a bow tie for you. I go, all right, let's do it. So I, I went to go meet him. He sent me to the wrong hotel. Uh, but um, we ended up linking up and having breakfast and sharing some time. And I was just thinking about that and reflecting on that time yesterday. And the more that Glenn talks about ET, I thought, let me just hit him real quick and see what he's up to. And he's a busy guy. And I just said, hey, man, I just wanted to, to say what's up, man. And then I was thinking about our time way back when, when you sent me to the wrong hotel. I hope you and the family are doing well and keep shining, brother. You are clearly doing work that matters. And sure enough, about 10 minutes later, I get a voice text back from him going, yeah, 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 I see you, Rusk, still doing it to it. And uh, he goes, man, all is well. Uh, it's great to hear from you. You're still uh, doing what you do. And if I'm ever in South Florida again, I'm going to hit you up, and I promise we will go uh, to – you'll come to the right hotel. And, of course, I immediately replied, it's great to hear from you, man. Hey, listen, let me tell you about this group I've been involved with called Breakfast with Champions. My boy Glenn Lundy's doing it to it. Your name comes up a lot. And uh, so we're going to try and get E.T. up in the Breakfast with Champions here. And I share that story because that happened in 2013. And here we are some eight years later. And I randomly message uh, Eric. He hits me back with a voice note to re-encourage me and remind me again that this journey has no specific timeline. God decides what that timeline is. But we just never know what type of impact people are going to have Eric said, I remember our time together, and I remember the privilege of being able to hang out with you. And I'm thinking, with me? You're E.T. the hip-hop preacher. So anyway, I just wanted to share that. Glenn, I hope you're listening as you're packing here. But we're going to get your boy in this room if he hasn't already been in here. Let's go. I've been trying I've been trying a little bit to, to get him. He's, uh, you know, he's been playing the semi-retired route out there in San Diego. But I see he's back on the road. Uh, today, so I'll probably message him. I haven't messaged him in probably three or four weeks. I'll probably send him a message and be like, "Come on, bro! I know he tag team. Doing, let's go." He was doing Monday morning motivation here on Clubhouse for a few weeks and he disappeared again. Man, living living the good life for a retired motivational speaker. He's not allowed to retire with that kind of energy. Yeah, he's a Les Brown. Yeah, for sure. I want to finalize this because I think your life, Sebastian, has been a testimony to this specific understanding that if we commit to the work that's required, God will show up time and time again. And so I just honor your commitment. Just in the last three weeks with the 67-day challenge, showing up here with vibrant energy, saying yes and actually following through and understanding that um, we do waive the right to be offended. I love that so much. And so I hope that people who are listening will step into their day with the understanding that it's in that subtle heart of humility, even if you're bold, humility and boldness work together. And I think that that is who you are. And I'm grateful to know you, Sebastian. Thank you so much for your time. And I know that you're going to be on here later with Dr. Janie rounding out the day too. So it's going to be an epic conversation. So I hope you guys tune in for that as well. Thanks so much for this opportunity, Tamara. You're an absolute rock star. Glenn, I, I tell you constantly, and everybody else in here that I've had the privilege to connect with um, recently here, it's just such a privilege. It really feels like family, and getting up at 430 is my is the favorite my favorite part of the day now, and I, I don't see that changing in the foreseeable future. So thanks again for this opportunity. I love you guys all, and let's go, champions. 
Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.